You're listening to Stidia Cast, where we come together to discuss, gush, and occasionally cry about our love for Style Stalinsky and Lydia Martin. We hope to introduce the fandom to new material, support talented authors, and spend a little extra time with our OTP. This is Stidia Cast, because canon just isn't enough. Hey everybody, and welcome to season two, episode eight of Cydia Cast, in which we are talking about A Shadow Resides by the Night by Miss Goalie75, who has been featured on our podcast once before. We did her fic, It's a Kind of Magic, which is an incredible um, Harry Potter AU, Hogwarts AU. So if you guys haven't read that, you should definitely check it out. But for now, we are talking about this Um I'm Rachel. I'm Ron Gasm on Tumblr. I'm here with... I'm Claire. I'm Fudgy the Whale on Tumblr. I'm Rachel, and I'm Madgrad2011 on Tumblr. And I am Rosemary, and I am Row Your Boat on Tumblr. So, you guys, this is a really unique fic, I think. Um, I don't. I can't think of another fic that's quite like this one. So, I wanted to talk about what you guys thought about the way... Um, Miss Goalie 75 moved up the plot line of the events of 3B and what changes you really liked to see in the characters because of them being in their, I think, early 20s at this point in the series. I love, I just love this so much because, like you said, it's super unique. And um, I think moving the ages up a little um, gave them a little bit of the maturity that we really desperately needed. Um, uh, not to say that they're not, you know, mature for, you know, 17-year-olds or however they're supposed to be, but just the fact that they were more open and they, like, actually talked about some of their feelings and stuff, which was kind of refreshing to see that. Um, but I just, something I really love about this fic is the way that... Um, little things were changed like Lydia being psychic or the werewolves actually being witch doctors which like I want to pick her brain on that like where the hell did she come up with that because it's awesome but everything still works really well um it's just very interesting changes that kind of just make things a little bit fresh and I love that well, I'm going to be flat out honest. I am very picky about AUs. Tony either needs to recommend an AU to me or, like, I am very picky. I usually cannot get into them. Um, I think what I loved about this, and this is also something I loved in her Harry Potter fic, too, is there's not a lot of exposition. You start it, and you feel like you're in the moment, and you just get it, even though little details are changed, and it works incredibly well. And, Claire, I really agree with what you said. With They do spend a lot of time talking about their feelings, but in a way that makes sense with the characters. So, yeah, maturity-wise, I think it made sense in aging them up in that way, and I think that it was like, oh, we randomly just have slapped on new ages. The characters really did mature, uh, and I think it came out in the fact that they were in character and still had their personality. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think by aging them, we were able to get that really incredible dynamic between Styles and Lydia in this fic, where already we're kind of, we're jumping straight into them living together and depending on each other and really kind of, you know, leaning on each other in order to kind of deal with Allison's death and um, Styles' nightmares and Lydia's own kind of demons and, and things that she's dealing with too and in and, and her grief I think uh, like Claire and Rosemary said it it was really nice to see this kind of new side and 
um, maturity to Styles and Lydia, and we're really able to appreciate their their dependence on each other and their support of each other in this fic. I think another thing with that comes with the um, different ages is getting to see them um, out of high school and like kind of having these actual like grown up jo- grown up jobs or whatever. Like the fact that Styles and Lydia team up and like have a psychic agency or whatever that is wonderful and of course scott works for deaton like in what universe is he not gonna work for deaton and be a vet but they live together and they work out of their home and can we talk about how like i didn't realize until page eight that they weren't actually in a relationship until she was like you wake up and you know he's wrapped around you like why wouldn't he be oh you're just being all domestic and you're not actually together. Yeah, I, I really didn't understand that they weren't together either, Claire. It took me forever to get acclimated to this universe because I didn't understand the dynamic between Styles and Lydia. And once it like set in that they were sleeping in the same bed and they were living in the same house, but they weren't together, I was like, all right, I'm here. I'm ready. Let's go. I'm ready for them to build them. And I was so into it when I realized that. I was like, oh my God, when is it going to happen? When is it going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> but so worth it so worth it absolutely worth the wait um but i think that because of that one of my favorite moments um in this fic or not moments but motifs actually was just like those small moments of tenderness between styles and lydia like they're very comfortable being physical and intimate with each other like not sexually intimate just like i'm just like kissing each other like he kisses her on the head and she kisses his jaw at one point and like um and in a way, you were talking about them taking care of each other, and I loved the part where the, uh, she was driving him home after the first, like, really big incident, and he's, like, restless in the passenger seat of her car. She gives him the playing cards, and it's, like, it's, like, I don't know, it just, it reminds me of, like, a mom who keeps toys in her purse for her kid, <laughs> but I loved it. I was, like, I'm down. I'm cool with this. Let's go. There are so many instances of her just instinctively knowing when he needs to be calmed down. I think it happens super early on um, that he's just being super fidgety. Oh, I think it's when he goes to visit Scott at Deaton's for the first time and he's nervous about it and she just kind of like walks up next to him and he stops fidgeting. Or um, the way like she's um, caressing his hand on the gear shift and then they hold hands at a red light and I'm like, oh my God. Um, but yeah, it's just like, they know each other so well and they know what they need. Um, oh, there's that line. She says, uh, he is her natural tether. And that kills me because we usually, as a fandom, we say emotional tether. I love the fact that here it was natural tether because it does change the mythology a little bit, but also it has um, this, like, different type of intimacy. Like, it's just, it's natural. It's like breathing. They tether each other to this world, and, like, that just is what it is. And Lydia completely accepts it and all the implications that it holds. Um, and despite the fact that she she feels this romantic thing growing and she's like, this shouldn't be happening, like, she shouldn't be feeling romantic towards him he's just her friend who she you know needs to fall asleep at night whatever it's totally platonic yeah no i i loved it the drama in this fic isn't do they like each other because fuck we all know they do um that's not what it's about they're there to support each other through everything throughout the entire fic it is so much deeper than that yeah and i appreciated how 
the way that they support each other was essential to the action of the fic. It was essential. It also makes everything, um, not, not that this AU isn't like starting off rocky to begin with anyway, but their relationship is just kind of that foundation that also kind of moves it along and makes it work so well and makes it super believable um, because you have the two of them kind of holding it all together. For sure. And I think, Rachel, when you, you said intimacy, and I think that's so important because that's really what we see with Styles and Lydia in this fic is that they're, they've built a life together and a home together and a bed together, even though they're not romantically involved until, you know, the very end when they finally, finally get together. But it's those little intimate moments that I think really they're really the strength of this fic and, and really kind of bring in um, all of the, the kind of canon-compliant characterizations of Styles and Lydia because throughout canon and the TV show, we see them being affectionate with each other in, in their respective moments of need. And I think that um, that's really illustrated well and, and picked up on in this fic. Absolutely. Um, I actually would love to steer the conversation a little bit towards one of the most, I think, heartbreaking changes in this fanfic, which is the fact that Styles, like his father, um, has alcoholism um, and isn't allowed to drink. Um, I felt like that was that like completely blew me away and caught me off guard because in canon, um, Styles doesn't drink that much, actually. Um, but I mean, I know that statistically people who have parents who are alcoholics are more likely to become alcoholics, so it actually made perfect sense for, to me that he would model his behavior after his father's behavior post-Claudia's death versus post-Allison's death as Al, as uh, Styles is taking on that guilt. But, oy vey, that hurts so much. It did, but also it, like, it kind of hurt even more, but also just makes you love him so much more. The fact that Lydia tells the sheriff that, like, Styles is the one that made her dump it all. Like, he was like, I know that this could happen, so I need you to do this for me. It wasn't like, Styles, I'm taking all of your booze away. Like, he was like, Lydia, I need you to do this for me. And she was like, okay, I will. And it was just like, oh. Well, it was instant. It was right away. Yeah, it was like immediately he was like, I need you to do this. And then later when she sees him with the beer and she's like, are you okay? And he's like... I respect that you're looking after me, but I'm going to be good. It's just like, ugh. That's <laughs> Yeah, and it again just speaks to their maturity as characters and, and Styles being able to recognize that with everything that's happened to them and specifically the way that Allison's death has impacted them, that there is that danger of him kind of falling into this depression and, and kind of, you know falling into or or following in his father's footsteps um i think it it speaks to styles's character and also to lydia's character and how that she's able to support him and be that person that he can go to and trust when he's at his lowest i also think that it speaks to just like how much of a mortal styles is i think that in this character i personally felt that his humanness was very emphasized i just felt like uh, the fact that he's the only human in the pack, it just felt it felt more emphasized in this fic than it usually does 
I guess usually because we don't read fanfics that have a lot to do with uh, supernatural. Like, people often, I think, write fics that are in canon verse but skip over the supernatural. So this fic embraced it and, like, opened up to it, but that, for me, um, meant that I had... I was really interested in Styles' character and just, like, what a, what a mortal he is in this situation. Um, and seeing those, like, tiny quirks and flaws that he was showing, like, how he was jostling his leg constantly and very antsy and unable to sleep and how he was susceptible to depression because of what happened to Allison. Um, It just, it makes you love him more and appreciate what a complex, um, flawed character Dylan O'Brien created. Um, And I think that, I just think, people always say to me, like, why do you think that Styles is selfish and like I, I think that my answer should be because he's very human and I think that selfishness is like one of the most human traits that you could have and the fact that Styles I consider him to be a selfish character actually for me just shows that he's written really well on this show and that they put a lot of care into writing him because he's extremely flawed and I don't think that anybody could deny that. And just so everybody knows, that wasn't a general, the show is written well thing. That was probably just a this element, because I don't want to give Jeff Davis too much of a No, Teal was written like crap. <laughs> Hell no. Hell no, Jeff. Um, yeah, it's super, like, it's just wonderful characterization. And I'm going to veer off course just a teeny bit, because I have to talk characterization about two other characters that, um, fan favorite of mine, characterization in this fic of Kira and Isaac um, yes! The minute the Yukamoras come into this fic, I'm like, oh, hail Miss Gully, because, like, this was just, you can just picture that tense scene, and Mrs. Yukamora just being like, F no, get the F out of my house, and Mr. Yukamora just, like, trying to diffuse everything here, just being like, hey, hey, like, I'm sorry, I made all the lights go out. Do you want to be my friend? Do you want to be my friend? Wait, 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 wait. What was, what was that first voice again? Mrs. <laughs> <laughs> Yukimura or Kira? <laughs> Mrs. Yukimura. You sounded like um, Mrs. Bennett in the Lizzie Bennett Diaries. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lizzie, did you hear that Mr. Darcy let another few? <laughs> I lied. It was Mr. Bingley. I'm really sorry for that embarrassing moment in my life. I was just, like, overwhelmed. <laughs> Um, but I think Kira is just, like, spectacular in this fic, and I think, like, the entrances of the characters are just spot on, especially, I mean, Isaac, when they're driving, and they're, like, trying to think about where he is, and Scott's just like, stop, and Isaac just, like, knocks on the car window, and it's like, guys, open the door, I'm coming in. (laughs) He's like, yo, so something, I don't know why I said yo, because Isaac wouldn't say that, he's like, Dude, I'm going to be like, bonjour. (laughs) Do you guys want this Um, fresh bread I just made? (laughs) I really, you know what? I want to say where Isaac is written that way. That is the snarky French, like, bonjour. Someone do a Beauty and the Beast AU, and Gaston will be Isaac, and it'll just. I would like that. Please, somebody Um, create that. But just like. And I mean characterization in general, but I I love Kira and Isaac so much. Kira was um, so cute. I love the scene where she and Allison and Lydia were all like sleeping in the same bed together, and like I just thought that was the cutest. I was like, girl sleepovers. 
like I want this to actually happen, but no, it uh, won't ever happen because female characters are not valued in this fandom. Whatever. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> Team Wolf fandom salt for 500, Alex. <laughs> I was just happy that Allison was there. Oh my god. Yeah, let's yeah. talk about Allison. Were you guys expecting yeah. her to be like resurrected? Because that surprised the shit out of me. That reveal of her as Nugitsune, I oh. was just like, that was, oh my god. It was really, really well done in a way that yeah. it surprised me, but like the signs were there. And I have to say, I mean, like, it happens all the time in Fic. I'll be like, and we miss Allison. Let's just resurrect her, pretend it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And. They go through the hell of losing her, and they're genuinely surprised when she comes back, and it's not going to be business as usual. They really have to work back to where they were and move forward. They're not going back to where they were. They're moving forward. Things have changed. They have learned something, and they just went through this crazy-ass experience together. I thought it was also kind of like just it was crazy. The reveal was crazy because it really did take me by surprise, which is hard to do. And um, also... I remember when I when we were originally watching 3B and it was unfolding and before we were like totally positive Styles was a no get tonight. I kind of thought Allison was gonna be because Ooh. she was acting a little sketch that season. So for this to like actually be written that way in the fic was kind of like oddly satisfying to me because I kind of did want to see what that was going to be like. Not that you know Styles disappointed in any way. Um, but it was really cool to just, like, have the both of them experiencing this. Um, God, like, evil Allison. We need more of that. It was hot. Come on. It was hot. Oh, yeah, totally. I'm like, okay, yeah. there we go. <laughs> you are correct. That was that was a pretty beautiful mental image right there. But my favorite part was that it literally took Allison being killed, brought back to life, and being like, hey, Lydia, I think Styles likes you to get Lydia to finally kiss Styles. Oh even God. though they've been sleeping in the same room. Like, <laughs> oh, friends, friends, friends. No, but like at the, the, that's like my favorite moment in this entire thing is when Allison's like, oh, so you guys are going to have to catch me up. And Lydia's like, nothing's happened. And Scott's just like, Stiles and Lydia live together, sleep in the same bed. And everyone's like, shut up, Scott. <laughs> um, tale. But you can just be like, hey, they live together and they sleep together. Um, Yeah. I thought that was adorable. My favorite, like, tiny tidbit moment. I'm sorry, I'm talking too much. Um, sorry. Was that <laughs> that moment where Styles is like, "Good night, everybody. I love you all. You're wonderful. Except you, Isaac. Fuck you." And then Isaac yes. flips him <laughs> off when he's leaving. Everybody's like waving, "Good night," and Isaac's like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Another example of great characterization. <laughs> I miss Isaac. Oh, my God. I miss my That's French baguette it. son. <laughs> I think it's so tough sometimes to write Isaac, especially in a fic like this, where it's still kind of canon compliant, even though it's an AU. I mean, there's there's a lot of the same kind of narrative happening. And to have Isaac in the fic where he really you know, needed to be, um, and have him characterized so well it was so, so exciting to see. And, like, the scene where she describes him where he's, like, 
really upset, right, that somebody is after them and there's some weird stuff going on and he doesn't know what's going on. And he, like, rips open the door of the car to get in and, like, nearly rips the door, like, literally rips the door almost off the car. It was just perfection. I, I loved that so much. And I think, too, the having Allison in this fic was so, so nice to see. And I love, too, that... Miss Goley was able to show the characters grieving her death and then also kind of coming to terms with the fact that she's still alive and then also being able to give us as readers closure and that they're going to be okay and that, you know, the, the characters have kind of come to accept what has happened and that they're going to heal together. And I think that's really important in, in a fic like this where Allison gets brought back to life. This fic was just, like, so healing in general because of the fact that Allison, you know, Allison comes back. You have um, Kira and Isaac actually, you know, still involved. And there's even throwing, like, Erica and Boyd in there in the end, which I thought was, like, a nice little tidbit because, you know, just, like— But not Derek! Nah, nah. Well, no, here's here's the thing. And I wasn't bothered by that. I thought that it would seem like a very— Cider, so. Wait, who's Derek? I mean, like a, I, what? Who, who's Derek? I can't. Wait, was he? Wait, was he the guy? Was he the guy that coach hated? Like the lacrosse player that coach hated? Well, I think he's the he's the one. Um, no, he's got like the the number. The what? Like the little, the teeth. Oh <laughs> right, you're right, Claire. It's the guy with the teeth. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Anyway, so I thought it was—it yeah. was very—it was clearly a choice. It was clearly a choice. The intention was clearly there, um, and I think it didn't detract from the fact. Well, Malia wasn't, wasn't Malia wasn't there either, which I felt oh, yeah. I, I'm like surprised about. I was like, we brought back the twins, and by the way, said they looked like thumbs. But <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were gonna comment on that. <laughs> I did. Um, oh yeah. Like, well, but anyway, so, so, so paring down. The characters and it, it just the characters who were there were there with purpose, and I really appreciate that. I know I said at the beginning of this episode that I'm very hesitant for AUs, but with AUs because there's a lot of exposition and craziness, and I feel like paring down the characters like that, it was the story that we knew it would be within a gets a line, but we, we, we still were surprised by the way things unfolded because it was different people and it was just different scenarios and it didn't take a lot of time to uh, I liked it well, I think, well no you have a point because it's not like other AUs I think because so many AUs anyway in my opinion are often written like to fulfill some wish of the writer that they like wanted to see to do this thing and this thing and this person in this role with this and we'll make it yeah. use. It's okay. Why you gotta you know? expose me? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Leave me alone, you guys. God. Secrets, okay? <laughs> talking to you. We're I'm talking about you. You're looking right at your computer camera, and I am on the opposite side of the screen, so clearly you're talking to me. <laughs> clearly only you, because there aren't two other people here. Oh, shut up, all of you. Um... I feel like, but yeah, this wasn't one of those, like, I want this to happen, so I'm going to write it AUs. This just was clearly thought out, and everything was with purpose. And on the subject of thought out, I know this wasn't, um, I don't think this was totally Miss Goley's 
uh, thing. I think she mentions in the beginning in her author note that she got help from, or like she wrote somewhere that she got this help. Is, this is from um, Styles and Lydia Fest, which is a fest that Miss Goalie 75 and um, her friend, I think Marlake, I don't remember. Um, no, someone else. Well, whatever, I can't remember. Uh, so she and somebody else ran this fest together, um, and basically you got a prompt, and then it was either a lyric, a picture, or something else like a type of au um and by the way there's it's in a whole collection on ao3 there's lots of incredible fanfics that came out of this um this collab this fest another we actually did another fic from this fest um which is the tenderness and sentimental thing movies by brella so anyways so she got th- this whole fic from just a picture that said something strange happened here um which is so cool because like oh my god how do you get this au from just like looking at the picture and going oh Okay, let's go. Let's do this. And the fact, well, no, and it takes it takes a really incredible writer to take something from that. I'm sorry, like, and that was a cool ass picture. It really was. Yeah. Like, come up with this entire world based on that. Her world building skills, and I know I said this when we talked about her Harry Potter thing. Her world building skills are just incredible. I mean, you just accept these people and the roles that they're in, and just the research that she she had to do. Like, she showed her work. Yeah, like no, it's like yeah. a, I think the, the tarot yeah, cards proof is in the pudding. Yeah, the, what I was saying before the um, she, I know she got a lot of help with the tarot card stuff, and it shows like the dedication to that, and the fact that like she had different like assigned different characters, different tarot cards, and then it like literally was kind of the thread for this story. Um, was just like I know nothing about tarot. Um, no, like, you didn't need to. Like you can, you can go in and you can understand a whole lot about it. Like I didn't need to Google unless I wanted to, which I did afterwards. But yeah, yeah I did some googling like, too because I know everything about it. And be like, yeah, you're like, no, I'm not gonna say someone's deaf. That's rude. I wait, wait, love Claire, you. You would seriously, but yeah, Claire, Claire is psychic. Let's let's have Claire open up. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. That would be an excellent idea. I don't know what you're talking about. I love the the recurring theme of Lydia, like, she assigns all of them, like, cards and, like, who they are, and she, like, thinks that she might be the moon, but she isn't ready to accept it, and then at the end, when she has to, like, scream and, like, let go and, like, scream with everything she has to save Styles and Allison, like she finally accepts the fact that she's the moon, and, like, we talk on Cast a lot about Lydia Martin as... Space, the sun, galaxies, universes. Like, I don't know why, but people constantly are comparing Lydia to, like, natural elements. And Styles does not get the same treatment. It's very strange, because I've just noticed this in all the fics that we read. Lydia constantly gets compared to nature, and Styles is like, well, it's that piece of shit. <laughs> Living his life. But look at Lydia Martin. Um, and so the fact that she was the moon in this, I just felt like it was gorgeous. And it actually really does define what I think about Lydia as a member of the pack. Like, I, I think that maybe, I think that Scott is the son of the pack. And um, at one point, Allison was the moon. But now that she's gone, I really think that Lydia stepped into that role just automatically and beautifully. And even if the other pack members don't realize what a huge contribution Lydia makes to the pack, I, I truly believe that she is not necessarily pack mom because Scott is pack mom and pack dad, but um, something, something else, maybe pack queen. And <laughs> so for me, the moon symbolizes all of that. I just thought it was wonderful. So throughout this fic, you can see the different 
episodes from 3B that were inspired. I wanted to know what was your favorite episode throwback. Mine was Riddled. I love the way she incorporated Riddle into this. I thought it was amazing and just like beautiful and oh, I have feels about Riddled. And I already had feels about Riddled, but the fact that it was thrown in here just made my Riddled feels worse and I probably need to rewatch it really Wait, is Riddle the um, one when he is actually in the... He thinks he's in the basement, yeah. but isn't? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, like, that one. That one seemed to stand out most to there me. Was a because there more. was so much stuff. Um, there was a... definitely... The one when he... He kidnaps Lydia and, like, is all, like... That one was good. Insatiable. I, that would scare the shit out of me, to be honest. I mean, not the episode. I mean, the way it was done here and handled here, like, seeing that from Lydia's point of view, oh. I'm, I, I was going to say that I think the pacing in general in this section was just like, oh, A+. plus Because the way she integrated the 3B episodes in here, like, I, there wasn't a sense of anticipation that I, I did feel was, oh, insatiable. Um, <laughs> I see you <laughs> shiver in anticipation. <laughs> Oh, you brought that upon yourself. That wasn't my fault. And we're done. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, so I think I think her pacing did it, it was really really well done. I think sometimes the show has issues with that, where they draw things out too long. Even if it's an awesome season like three D, um, her pacing was just props, mad props. Yeah, and this is the first time we've actually commended Teen Wolf as a TV show on this podcast. Everybody, this is so. <laughs> this is the second time. Earlier, you were like, "Yeah," and Styles is a well-written character, and he's. Well, I okay. I always compliment the characters on Teen Wolf. Stuff to that character, though, and then it was written. Yeah, I always compliment the characters, but I never compliment like the episode, like the show writing or like the pacing. So, like, let's be real here. This is crazy. This is a crazy day. My favorite scene was actually where she um, swapped out. I think it's from the last episode of Three B, where instead of Styles waking up. It's Lydia who wakes up. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, I really liked that it was Lydia kind of experiencing that moment versus style. Wait, do you mean the first episode of 3B? Like where they wake up in bed together and like he's like has a nightmare? No, so at the end after they've, they've faced the Nagitsune. Uh-huh. <gasps> oh, yes. I'm out. sorry. I apologize. I know what you're saying now. Yep. Okay. That's okay. So I uh, know I'm glad you clarified because as soon as I was saying it, I was like, does this make sense? I thought you were talking about but how like when she wakes up the first time in the beginning of the fic, I was like, oh my God, it's like a parallel to the opener of 3B and how we all thought they were like sleeping in a bed together. But anyways, yes. go on. But in this fic, they're actually sleeping together. <laughs> <laughs> not, not literally, know, unfortunately, because so- we can't have nice things. Yeah. <laughs> but I really loved how Miss Goalie kind of switched it to where after they face the Nagitsune, it's Lydia who's kind of waking up and being woken up by the members of the pack and kind of experiencing that. And she actually has some of Styles' lines. So um, let me see if I can find it. But it's basically like, we're okay, Lydia says. We're all okay. And it, it's Scott that nods quickly and says, yeah, we're good, you know? So it's I liked being able to see that part for Lydia and have her kind of play that role in this fic versus styles. Um, and I love too that her first, like the, one of the first questions that she asks is where style. And he's like, it's okay. Scott's like, it's fine. He's fine. <laughs> you know? But 
it gave us again that moment just reinforcing their relationship and how much they depend on each other in this fic and and like Rachel was saying earlier how much they are really a natural tether for each other I think that um it's good that you mentioned that I think the flip of Lydia waking up post Nikitsune is also really great because then there is the Allison reveal for her whereas if she were already there it wouldn't be like as satisfying um so it is great yeah she wakes up and she's like, where's Styles? Is everyone okay? And Scott's like, everyone's okay. Oh, were you also looking for Allison? Because, like, she's right here and she's also okay. Yeah, damn. Um, yeah. Okay, so I think that this concludes this episode of CityCast. Unless anybody has some last lines that they love that they want to throw in here. I just love all of it so much I can't really even, like... I can't even. Well, you can listen to Claire can't evening on her podfic for this fanfic. Um, (laughs) Self-plug. She's going to do another one for us, and we're all really excited to hear it. Um, And it should be posted by the time this episode goes up. Um, Next week, we will be reading um, There's a Spark Catching Fire Will Be Fireproof, which is the third part in the These Things Will Never Change series, which if you guys... Uh, can or can't remember it's um, the step siblings AU that has let's waste time chasing cars and the these the uh, you, no I don't remember what the second one was called but um, that's what we're reading next week so I hope that you guys will tune in and listen to that one I'm Rachel I'm Ron Gasm on Tumblr I'm Claire I'm Fudgy the Whale on Tumblr I'm Rachel and I'm Mad Grad 2011 on Tumblr and I'm Rosemary, and I am Row Your Boat on Tumblr. And anyway, here's Wonderwall. <laughs> Here at StidiaCast, we review and discuss our favorite Stidia fanfics. If you enjoyed today's fic, go tell the author the things you love best about it. You can find us at StidiaCast on Tumblr and on Twitter at Stidia underscore cast. A special thanks to our sound editor, Rosemary, Row Your Boat on Tumblr, and to our incredible anonymous donor for making Season 2 of Cydia Cast possible. Thank you for listening, and see you next time. <laughs>